3: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make
4: it count.
5: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand
2: on the iHeartRadio app.
5: You can always pick up the show by checking out the On Demand John Ken Podcast, which will be posted after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com and also on that iHeartRadio app. John is a couple of days off here. Deborah Markle will keep us updated on the news. A lot of today's show will focus on the criminal justice system and what we have to do to get rid of some hacks who are really trying to overturn everything. They do not believe in incarceration. And on top of that... They believe that anybody who served their time, no matter what the offense was, needs to be welcomed back into society and uh, given positions. Sometimes positions they should be nowhere near. Anyway, the exciting news coming up at 3 o'clock, I'll be talking to the former sheriff of Los Angeles County, Alex Villanueva, who announced he's running for the LA County Board of Supervisors. Wouldn't that be funny if he won him against those clowns that he has attacked and fought when he was sheriff for so long? We're going to talk to him in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, Somebody else that I just referred to, hacks in the criminal justice system, just popped up on the radar with a story that's gone viral. We're going to talk also later on about the mayor of Burbank, uh, now being known as Mayor Spanky, because apparently at a fundraiser, a drag queen spanked him, paddled him. Uh, Anyway, he's got some wild views, which is more important than the fundraiser fiasco. We're going to begin the show. We want to thank KTLA Channel 5 for this story that they ran last night on their news. It concerns the Studio City Neighborhood Council. Uh, Some cities have these things. It's not the city council. These are little neighborhood councils where people get together and try to discuss things and make recommendations, probably, to their council member or to other city officials about what needs to be addressed in their neighborhoods. Studio City, of course, in the Valley. We're talking about the district of Nithya Raman. She's the LA City Council member for this district. Well, the story is that the neighborhood council, the word they're using is imploded. A bunch of members quit because they found out that they voted in a convicted sex offender to be on the council. Hmm. Even after after they alerted city leaders. Strange. The guy's name is Ian Mitchell King, who presented himself as a non-practicing lawyer and business consultant. He joined the council in mid-August, but as I told you, most of the members have now quit while they voted him in. When they realized for sure what they had done, they decided they might as well just blow the whole thing up. So key to this story is one of the council members, Kim Clements, who's going to join me now to give the firsthand story of what happened. Kim, welcome to the John and Ken Show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me on.
5: Appreciate it. Yeah, we want to thank Channel 5 for helping us get you on the air. I, I, I want to start now. You're one of the first people to discover this man's background.
1: I did. uh, In preparation for my meeting that evening, Uh, we have monthly meetings, and in preparation, I was just doing some last-minute research on the motions that were before us that evening, and uh, we had a a person looking to fill a vacant seat uh, on our board, and so I did uh, some checking into him. And it turns out that uh, one thing led to another, and, and as, you, as you said it, as a convicted sex offender, um, I found it incredibly hard to believe that that's what I was looking at. I didn't know if it was the same person, so I immediately reached out to our neighborhood uh, council president, Scott Mandel, and inquired since I knew Scott had his information and could verify, and sure enough, that that was the case.
5: So he confirmed it?
1: He did. He confirmed it was the same guy, and he then reached out to, I mean, had no idea what to do, so he reached out to the Department of Neighborhood Empowerment, uh, which is the entity that is there as a resource and helps us since we are... Um, uh, more laypersons than uh, the LA City Council and um, he reached out to them and I believe the city attorney that day as well uh, to see what we could do. Uh, This motion was before us. It was on the agenda and nobody knew what to do. So uh, as far as the Department of Neighborhood Empowerment was concerned, the information we received up forward was confusing as to to how to handle things um and there was little time it was just a few hours before the meeting there really was little time to um truly dig into the issue and possibly come up with a solution that may have been beneficial to all of us but what was clear was that this was was a concern for people this was a difficult situation and a concern and um we just we didn't know fully what we could do and by way of what sort of questions we could ask him or not um and we are bound by certain uh rules and brown act and code of ethics and all kinds of things that had us not talking amongst each other prior to the vote um And that was very difficult because only two of us going into the meeting knew. And yet it's still since it was so new, it was just a a complete shock and disbelief that this was before us. It's not what you would expect in your neighborhood council. That's for sure.
5: So I guess the shocking part to our listeners is you did okay him on the council
1: we did uh even me and that's why i ended up resigning uh i was so i can't even describe the words i I was just sick about the lack of direction clear direction that we were given and frankly the department of neighborhood empowerment their policy is that Even the formerly incarcerated are welcomed to uh, to the neighborhood council. They can serve. It is open to such persons. Um, So I don't think that there was even any avenue that that would have kept us out of this dilemma and difficult position.
5: Channel five Um, described it as the responses you got from the city officials you contacted were filled with legalese and warnings against harassment and defamation. So it sounds like somebody who believed that the formerly incarcerated deserve a second chance was pressuring you guys to ignore his sex offender background.
1: Well the direction was given to to our council president and filtered my way, but it was I, I can't comment on all the specifics. They they do have the paperwork and I've seen stuff um, as I said, I think that uh it was definitely unclear and and yeah, basically, if that is their policy, not much that we could do. Did you question you know? him?
5: Did you question him at all and publicly we, or?
1: we tried we We were afraid that saying anything um alluding to his record or anything like that it could be problematic so that we just avoided the questions we tried to um get information or see if he would uh, offer that information but but he did not so the the board at the time of the vote didn't know except for a couple of us and as i said i i was still frankly in disbelief that it was the same person and absent any other reason, he seemed like a qualified and good candidate, uh, unless you knew that part. Okay. Yeah, well,
5: So, yeah, so, it says here that the full board eventually learned about this criminal history and uh, 11 of the 14 members resigned. So, as you said, they didn't all know this the night of the vote, but you did.
1: Correct. Correct.
5: How many would be included in this, you, knowing this? How many members
1: did know this? Several? Only no, only two of us actually knew, and as I said, it even even having seen him, his photo on the registry, and what it still was sort of unbelievable. Like I, I couldn't even fathom that I was in this situation, and uh, the word yes just came out of my mouth You couldn't have called
5: the timeout and huddled with the other members and said, "Look, we have some information that's just come to light, and it's disturbing."
1: We we cannot, we are, we can't do anything to influence votes ahead of a motion that's on the agenda. That is my understanding. And we, because if we discussed things ahead and outside of public view, that would have been an issue. Um, as I said, I think uh, we just really felt that our hands were tied and um, just didn't exactly know what to do, which is the reason we reached out to done and city attorneys and uh scott had further conversations with them in days following um but yeah we we it just we were as i said i think we were just really bound and gagged by the system and by what we knew and what we were told and what we didn't know
5: yeah it seems like you could have voted no because you knew something that a lot of other members of the council didn't know
1: i i could have it's that is true and that is one reason why i was just sick about all of it that i didn't just say no but i was in disbelief that 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 was even the actual that that he actually was a convicted sex offender i just what was, what was the
5: time frame before finding this out and then your vote was it hours what what, what was the kind of the hours time
1: frame? i think about three and a half hours four hours and i was I was at work at the time as well, so I had uh very little time to do any further research or really let it sink in
5: so clearly for the record now, you don't believe a convicted sex offender belongs on the neighborhood council
1: absolutely not we We have a youth member on the board we always do um, and we deal a lot with the community and um with the families and other other youth members um and just, it's not, it's, that's certainly not the face of Studio City. That is not who you want, I believe, representing you. And um, so is this the end hand, of the council? handling your business? I don't know. I don't know exactly where all that sits. I know that people would like to get back together, we would like some resolve. I don't know exactly what that's going to be. By the way, we are in two council districts, Studio City, uh, thanks to the redistricting that uh, occurred a couple years ago, I guess it was now. We are in Paul Krikorian's district and um, also Nithia Raman's. Wow, okay. So that made it particularly interesting. And uh, didn't hear from either of them for weeks uh but uh, the la city council president paul krikorian did finally talk to us a few days ago um and i i don't know what will come of all of this it is still unfolding
5: all right kim well thank you so much for talking to me i appreciate it sounds like it was a pretty emotional time for you
1: It it's very difficult and other councils should not face this they shouldn't be put in this position it just shouldn't be so right. i i thank you for listening appreciate it
5: all right uh, former uh, studio city council uh, neighborhood council member kim clements thanks for coming on the show we got more coming up john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere iheart radio app
6: you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640
5: we just uh, had a long conversation with a woman by the name of kim clements She used to be on the Neighborhood City Council in Studio City, but uh, she and a whole bunch of other members resigned because, uh, well, they found out that somebody they just voted for on the Neighborhood City Council is a convicted sex offender, and he's on the sex offender registry. I want to talk a moment about his background. We're talking about a man by the name of Ian Mitchell King, and he basically put himself out there as a non-practicing lawyer and business consultant also claimed that he had served in the U.S. Marine Corps and the U.S. Navy. But what was missing, and Kim did a little search, she said just hours before the meeting and the eventual vote, she found out that uh, somebody by that name served 13 years in prison for sexually assaulting a young woman. That's what we're talking about. Well, on duty as a school resource officer, that's like the school cop. And yeah, he was on the California Sex Offender Registry. Uh, Channel 5 uh, reviewed documents, and uh, they contacted the Los Angeles School Police Department and, of course, the State Department of Corrections, and they did confirm his background. They learned the person convicted of sexually assaulting a woman as a school resource officer was paroled in 2021 after serving a full sentence for sexual battery and sexual penetration of a victim with a foreign object. When I see young woman, too, I'm thinking of a school resource officer. How old was this woman that was attacked by this man? Uh, This is information you have to tell people about. We have this ban the box movement now that is popular among these socialist Democrats. Let's redo the criminal justice system, meaning no police, no prisons. And the other thing they want to say is, oh, they're not even felons. They're just people who are experienced with the criminal justice system. And they should have a chance in the world. So ban the box means you can't ask if they have a criminal background coming to you clean and fresh it should be your choice and your decision there are plenty of people out there that'd be willing to give guys like this a second chance but if that's not you you have the right to know and to do that that's the way it should work it sounds to me a lot like and the name of it is that she told me i didn't know the department of neighborhood empowerment in the city of los angeles yeah that's how tax money is spent the department of neighborhood empowerment how big is that thing uh, they responded, and uh, according to Channel 5, because I haven't looked at the documents, uh, the responses were full of legalese and warnings against harassment and defamation, which made me believe that you know, you know, there's rules here when someone comes before you for this position and you have to be careful what you ask and what you say, basically trying to force them to take on the convicted sex offender. What we're going to play for you now is a couple of minutes from a recent, it was a few weeks ago, Los Angeles City Council meeting. Uh, as you heard from Kim, there were two council members who cover the studio city area. One is Nithya Raman, the other is Paul Krikorian. Nithya Raman was confronted by some people uh, trying to find out what's going on with this convicted sex offender getting on the neighborhood council. Here's part of the audio.
4: Cut two. The Studio City neighborhood council was going uh, with Van Nuys was going to speak about this item, but unfortunately Studio City neighborhood council most of the board members resigned. The reason why is there was a convicted sex offender named Eden King that was a former police officer and a union member that was appointed. The reason why this person was appointed to speak about this item is because a person named see park
5: city park
4: had, uh did a little ordinance that was approved that said formerly incarcerated people may be on the board even though the government code states clearly prohibitive people may not be in city positions so on this one this person wanted to represent with a youth member that the convicted child molester to promote this and my question is why are there convicted child molesters allowed on neighborhood council boards? If I wanted to... General public comment. If when I've had to volunteer on the library, I've had to go through LiveScan to get my paw prints done. But with neighborhood council board members, you could be a convicted child molester registered. Iden King, if you want to go and make list, that's Iden King. But unfortunately, uh, Bloomfield has been Scheme. duped Scheme. by the Simi Park that allowed... Formerly incarcerated individuals, including child molesters, rapists, arsonists, people that are not allowed to own firearms or do anything else, but they're allowed to be with youth and so forth. So, unfortunately, Mr. Blumenfield got duped with this deputy named Simi Park when she got kicked out, in my opinion, at a Department of Neighborhood Empowerment. should probably ask, why do prohibited people under the government code allow to be neighborhood council board members what about embezzlement you want them to be treasurer you should probably ask Simi Park thank you
5: all right and apparently was not really any response from any of the council members so we'll have more on the story later on on the show when I come back, you probably heard about the latest inflation report. A bit of a shock. August didn't look too pretty. And uh, what do you know? Gas prices
0: led the way. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
2: HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.
6: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640.
5: You probably heard the latest inflation report for the country for August. Not pretty. It was a bit of a shock and leading the way, as usual, energy and food. So we'll focus on energy. What do you think that would be? Gas prices. We're looking at things heading towards $6 a gallon. Was it five forty dollars something? The average price of a regular gallon of gas in Los Angeles County. Let's bring on Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis for Gas Buddy. Patrick, welcome to the show thanks for having me so is it the usual explanations uh refinery problems uh special additives uh what's going on here people seem a little bit shocked by this wave
7: boy it sounds like you're already taking my job Uh, that's basically (laughs) it uh refinery issues you know that's something we often cite um and it doesn't take an expert now i think i feel like a broken record saying refinery this and that it's been such a busy summer at the nation's refiners, of course, California had that hurricane that also kind of put the gabage on some of the normal operations. And so we've seen the average price of gasoline up quite a bit in the last week. L.A. up 15 cents a gallon. The average now 5.56, up another penny uh, since midnight. Price is now 17 cents higher than last year. So to your point about the inflation, CPI uh, starting to see prices higher and the national average is also 13 cents higher than last year.
5: Now, is the rest of the country seeing increases, too, in gas? That's commensurate. We're always way higher with the price, but we know that. So are they seeing increases, if, if too? If
7: you drew a line from, like, New, uh, New Mexico up to uh, about mid-Wisconsin, everyone to the left on the west half of that line would be seeing refinery issues, and everyone on the east side of that line wouldn't. Uh, so this is really specific. the The increases are more rampant. The west coast, the Rockies, even the mid continent region, as far east as areas like Minnesota, some areas of Wisconsin, everyone else is seeing prices cool off a bit. But there have been a lot of refinery outages. And, you know, we're still in the midst of hurricane season. That is still a threat uh, for the Gulf Coast as well. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. But a lot of this has been fueled by simply a lack of enough refining capacity. Some of that is still due to shutdowns related to COVID. I
5: really, really, you know, I thought of that this morning, but I said it can't still be shutdowns related to covid from 2020 and 21 that's really true uh
7: it, it really is we saw some refineries permanently shut down in fact even as uh, as late as recent as 2022 some refineries said we're done uh now some of the refineries i'm mentioning that said we're done have now said well we'll go another year but then they're planning to shut down a lot of it because of the transition to electric vehicles uh there's not a lot of investment happening right now into refineries when EVs are becoming the, the vehicles that many Americans are purchasing, and that's unfortunately leading to an imbalance between supply and demand, and it puts us at more uh, reliance to what refiners are left behind.
5: Yeah, we're always told that California has its own unique supply problems, but I've been reading stories that the sales of electric vehicles in the state are really jumping every month. Wouldn't that help with the gas supply for the people that still drive the gas-powered car?
7: Well, it certainly would, and it's also putting pressure on the electric grid. In fact, I think Governor Newsom earlier this year said, hey, can you not charge right away? Because there's a lot of pressure, and though there are a lot of EVs running around, they still are outweighed significantly by internal combustion engine vehicles. So we certainly are seeing EV adoption. I think uh, in California, something like 15 to 20 out of every new 100 vehicles is an EV. So that would still represent a monumental uh, number of internal combustion engine vehicles that are being newly registered as
4: well.
5: Yeah, I think the only thing that surprised me a bit is like now it was supposedly summer driving season's over, so I was surprised we're in September and we're still seeing this run up in prices because that's usually one of the excuses they give. A lot of people travel by car during the summer for their vacations, and sure. so I thought we're out of that. So, but I guess not. We got another run up.
7: Well, and California is the last state in the nation to switch back to cheaper winter gasoline. For Southern California, that switch won't happen until the end of October, whereas the rest of the nation is making that switch already this weekend.
5: Do you think that the governor is going to give people more gas relief money like he did a couple of years ago or the checks he sent out to uh, some homeowners?
7: You know, we've seen some states. In fact, Georgia just today implemented a gas tax holiday for the next month to save their motors about 30 cents a gallon. But for some reason, um, I, I would be skeptical if that would happen in California. But a lot of what you're paying in California is because of onerous requirements, whether it be blends or carbon management programs or taxes. A lot of it is, it, is those costs themselves.
5: All right, Patrick, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, Patrick Dehan is the head of uh, petroleum analysis with Gas Buddy about the rising gas prices. Uh, on the topic that we were just talking about at the end, apparently, once again, Republicans in Sacramento did introduce an amendment to suspend the state's gas taxes and fees for one year, which they say would lower your gas prices by a dollar per gallon. And you guess what happened with the Democrats in Sacramento? It was soundly rejected on a party line vote. So, drivers in California now paying a dollar sixty-three more per gallon than the national average. So that's, oh, I heard some. Oh, exhausting. that's just
3: so infuriating! I, I'm so I sick of these high gas prices. I mean, come on,
5: get yourself an EV.
3: I'm thinking about it. Oh, you are? I am. I'm sick and tired of it. But then, I mean, there's issues with that, too, as we've talked about. What do you
5: got, like a 20 or 30-mile ride or something? Or at 30. 30.
3: 30.
5: Yeah. Yeah, all right. That can, that can add up. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app. You're
6: listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
5: We'll be checking in with Blake Trolley KFI News, for an update on that uh, Metro stabbing that occurred last Thursday at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. There is an update. uh, More on the suspect that was arrested in that stabbing death of the other man, which we learned the other day was actually inside uh, one of the Metro trains. Uh, We've got your chance to win a two-night stay at an MGM Resorts destination in Las Vegas, plus food and beverage credit for just being the person that listens to KFI AM640 the most on the iHeartRadio app. Now, it's easy to enter. You download our free iHeartRadio app, you follow KFI AM640, and you listen to us on the stream all this week through Friday for your chance to win. For official rules, go to KFIAM640.com slash rules and visit MGMResorts.com today to plan your dream Vegas getaway to your favorite MGM Rewards destination. Well, the show was a bit divided yesterday afternoon if you were listening. Eric and I are on the side of Skittles, and Deborah Mark was against Skittles, the delightful candy.
3: Delightful?
5: The, yeah, it's delicious. Taste the taste, rainbow. The, the, taste the rainbow. Skittles, Deborah Mark, this happened after the show ended, have been spared. There was one particular ingredient that would have led Skittles to have to. I thought this is funny. I was thinking about this today. If they wanted to continue to sell Skittles in California, they were going to have to redo their recipe. Now, they, the recipe for candy. They, they could have redone it everywhere where they sell Skittles. Or if they decided that this is stupid, just make like Skittles for California. A little package that says California only on it. The California, for sale in California. Abides by California regulations. Uh, what we're talking about is titanium dioxide, that was on the list by this assembly member as these toxic chemicals. I and mean, if they're contained in food products, the manufacturer would have to remove them and redo the recipe. Well, as they moved closer and closer to a vote, uh, in order to get this bill passed, they amended it and they took out titanium dioxide.
3: See, that wasn't so hard.
5: So Skittles lives in its current form. In California. All right? So there's no more fighting over this. The bill prohibits the manufacture and sale of any products that contain, this is quite a list, red dye number three, that's simple compared to the rest of these, potassium bromate, brominated vegetable oil, or propyl paraben. When was the last time you ingested some propyl paraben?
3: I don't know, man. I, I, I don't You don't want, want
5: to, to read the ingredients no. on a lot of foods, particularly candy and uh, some of those baked products that sit on the shelf. You ever do that it's like i used to give john the uh, the annual fruitcake I, <laughs> I got from from costco
3: the preservatives are nasty
5: yeah that's why you can sit on your shelf for like 10 years uh titanium dioxide by the way is used to make the products appeal uh, visually appealing and helps prevent pigment from losing its luster over time. So you heard Eric refer to it as the rainbow candy that apparently helps the Skittles retain their color. So if you eat a little bit of the bag and you put it in your pocket, you don't realize it's there for another week or so. It should still be visually appealing and radiant. So, so it's
3: and that should warm. tell you something.
5: <laughs> yeah, that it's good candy. Yeah, there you go. It's it's still because if you look at it and then you know the purple or the red is really dulled and it looks strange and it wiped off, you're probably like ah but they wanted to stay uh, fresh-looking and appealing. Uh, the latest version of the bill, though, delays the implementation of any ban uh, until 2027, so companies can have a window uh, to make the changes. This all started in Europe, but what I did not know, and I don't know if you guys knew this, some guy filed a lawsuit last <laughs> year claiming that Skittles are unsafe to eat because they contain a chemical the company had pledged to remove. Uh, and this is all about titanium dioxide because the European Union was phasing it out. Uh, so I guess this assembly member picked up on this lawsuit. Janiel uh, Thames accused Mars Inc. of endangering consumers by including heightened levels of titanium dioxide or TiO2 in the rainbow colored candy. I don't know what happened to the lawsuit, but this probably led... Uh, this assembly member to come up with the idea to uh, start banning quote these toxic chemicals. Again, my question is, yeah, how many Skittles would you have to eat before you know you started growing a tumor?
3: I, but again, there's so many candies that don't have that crap in them. So I'm sure, but they probably
5: have other crap.
3: Do you ever read the ingredients of things that you eat?
5: No, uh, rarely. Yeah,
3: I always do. Um. I
5: do. I really, well, you're no fun. I know, this I've doesn't shock that. me one bit. <laughs> no, I know. That's right. Yeah, but
3: I, I don't I don't want to... She's
5: the I, little old nanny at the table.
3: Hey, everybody, let me read the ingredients no, to you before you ingest anything. No, I don't read it to anybody. I just read it to myself because I, I don't want to eat all that stuff. I mean, when I go to a restaurant and I'm ordering something, obviously I don't know exactly what's in there, right? But right. if I'm buying candy or, or, or something, I am looking at the ingredients and, and, and I sit there and go, what the heck is that?
6: What well, is that? And then you just end up in the produce section because there's no ingredient list there you know what it is
3: i know what a banana is
5: yeah they don't have an ingredient list but
6: do you, <laughs> potassium so, you,
5: so you're walking around the store reading all the labels and no
3: i mean i really don't to be honest i don't buy a lot of candy but I if i but can. if i do buy some sweets yes yeah, but you bought sweets, that uh,
5: you bought that i think they were packaged vegan cookies in a couple of times they probably had some crap in there
3: uh, yeah but not not this dye they just have a lot of sugar and and things like that but a lot of it is just it's just natural mm.
5: it's not just no dairy is what the, n- no dairy is
7: how that, long does a trip to the grocery store take for you if you're reading all these <laughs> ingredients no
3: i i'm telling you I, I i don't buy a whole lot of things anymore
7: uh it's my favorite part of the show
5: eric against Deborah. i love it all right more coming up john again, ken kfia 640 live everywhere iheart radio app and Deborah mark is uh, in the kfi 24-hour newsroom Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
1: complete terms.